Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. Welcome back to Bink at Night. Jay Binkley, Chris Unocero. Producing the operation. Chris, I feel like when we get together, it's one big football fantasy fest, but not fantasy, but it's our fantasy. I mean, it's always, fo- I'm pretty sure every show you do is football anyway. <laughs> I've talked a lot of Royals too in the past. You know me. Yeah, but, but still, like, I, I'm pretty sure you, you spend a large majority of your shows talking football. I like the game, man. I like the chess match. Oh, oh, we know. Believe me, there's nobody here who listens to six ten that is is not that doesn't believe at all that you love football. We all know that. But every game is a chess match. You know that Ravens yes, chases a yes, chess match because yeah, what game are the Ravens yeah. going to do? Are they going to blitz? They're a blitz heavy team. Are they going to dance with what brought them? And they they were deficient. Chris Westry was on the IR and the defensive backs. Marcus Peters out for the year. You know Marlon Humphrey showed up the injury report. Jimmy Smith didn't even play. There was questions. They, they were the number one blitzing team in the NFL last year, 44%. They only blitzed 12.9%, which is the lowest in Don, quote, Wink Martindale's career as defensive coordinator with the Ravens. It's a chess match. You know what she's thinking? What are, what are they going to do? Like, they're expecting us to think they're maybe not going to blitz this game because Patrick Mahomes eats up the blitz to a quarterback rating of 123.5. Eats it up, so we better not do it. Well, strategically, they didn't blitz a lot. Lowest amount they've ever done with their defensive coordinator, Don Martindale. But again, Chris, it was a chess match. That's the way football is. And the one thing about the NFL is we don't see this a lot. Like, it was a nice matchup between Reed and Harbaugh. Harbaugh is, you know, a guy that worked for Andy Reed in Philadelphia. College football, we get these chess matches all the time. In college football, the coaches are the stars. It's not that way in the NFL unless it's somebody like Belichick or Reed or or Pete Carroll, somebody like that, even though – it would be hard to argue. I mean, Tom Brady was obviously toe for toe for as far as the star of the Patriots. He was the bigger star. Well, I mean, it's it's looking like he that was, now. He was the bigger star. It's I mean, that's not to say that like still debate. That's is not to Tom say he Bill? was the better of the two. I'm just talking about from the perception of like who is the bigger star as far as notoriety. He was over Belichick just because he was a, he's a much bigger celebrity outside of football than than Belichick is. Do you think it motivated both of them last year? Because I do. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it motivates whole, both he, of them the now. Tom Brady is actually better in his 40s, and he's still more touchdown passes 40s into his 20s. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I and mean, I thought I, that that would be the old bar argument. All right, we'll see what Tom and Bill can do. However, Bill did have the most opt-outs in all of football. Bill did go spend $137.5 million, second most ever in free agency. Why? Because he was pissed at Tom Brady winning a Super Bowl. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, look, not only that, but he was pissed at not making the playoffs the year before, too. And, you know, when you're as competitive as him and you don't make the playoffs, that that certainly has to hurt. I mean, I'm pretty sure if Nick Saban, you know, what was it? Was it two years ago that Alabama last missed the college football playoff? Uh, Cause LSU was dominating. And like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, that was the only time they missed it. But like, you can tell that was something that really, really wore on, on the mind of Nick Saban. After he won the national championship earlier this year from last season, he talked about how the, the, the ones that they lose stick with him more than the ones that they win. Cause he's so competitive like that. So I, I just feel like that's, the way that these guys are wired. I don't think it's specifically just because Tom Brady won one. I just think it's because he's wired to be that competitive. You know, some guys are wired like that. Nick Saban, I'm glad you brought that up, Chris, because that that really stood out. Last year, the national title game, the confetti's fallen on Nick Saban as he won yet another title, his seventh passing Bear Bryant, his seventh national championship. Confetti's fallen down, and they're asking him about winning that seventh national title. He goes, this is great and all, but those losses, he brought it up. Those losses hurt me more than these wins. Yeah. That's a competitive switch. And that's what, and that's, I I, I like that. You know, I'll tell you this, like Patrick Mahomes and the rest of this Chiefs team, that loss that they just had a couple nights ago, that's, I mean, that's going to weigh on them all year long. That's going to be something that loss that they had to the to the Buccaneers back in February is going to is going to weigh on them all season long. They're going to be pissed about it, and I love the fact that they've talked about openly how embarrassing it is. Instead of like a lot of teams, uh, you know, we'll get over it, we'll be all right, we'll come back, we'll be hungry. Uh, not the Chiefs. The Chiefs are like, dude, that was embarrassing. That should not have happened. We should have played better. And I love that because that shows you just how competitive they are, and it shows you how irrational they are. Yeah, the competition, and of course, after he beats Ohio State, it's like that's all the thought. But that's kind of what the Chiefs are. Like, <laughs> Andy Reid, he even mentioned today, he said, we don't, we don't lose very much, right? We don't. They, they hate to lose. Everybody hates to lose. They really hate to lose. The Chiefs are not happy about it. You heard Jaron Reid say that uh, we're pissed off on the situation. I love this response by Andy Reid today because he, he was asked about uh, his running game, right? and the potential problems. And he was asked the question, do you see anything specific with your running problems? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. It was, there was, he goes, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the proverbial media laugh right there. He didn't go into specifics. Why would he? He didn't want to say what the problem is because Teams will try to exploit that that problem with the Chiefs. But his answer was, do you see anything specific wrong with the run? Yeah, you do. These guys are pissed ever since that Baltimore game. They can't wait to get on the field the next day. It's, it's tough to flip it on ESPN. It's tough to flip it on NFL Network. People are doubting you. If that's going to prove motivation, fine. I know it did in the offseason when everybody else, the Chiefs Super Bowl favorites, but everybody's talking up somebody else. Hey, the Kings got to fall at some time. I heard national sports radio talk about when I was driving back the other day, talk about the Chiefs and can they repeat and eventually the King's going to fall. doesn't always have to be that way, though. They lost one damn game by one point. Yeah, the defense hasn't looked great. Again, it's been two games against two of the better running teams. Well, actually, the two best teams yeah. in the AFC running. Two, yeah, certainly. Well, the reason I was cautioned to say that is because Dobbins didn't play this year and Ingram's gone and Justice Hill's hurt and got, Gus Edwards is going to be a stud for him this year once Dobbins went down. But I digress situation there but you know what Lamar Jackson 
still resides for the Baltimore Ravens. But it's that motivation. I mean, just Andy Reid right there. Yeah, I know what the problem is. Of course he does. And all bets are off with this team. They are. Like Byron Pringle was asked today, I'll get into it in a minute, about does he feel he's earned more playing time? He's five yards behind McCole Hardman this year for third on the team in yards. That's it. And he doesn't get near the targets, but he makes the most out of them. I don't. I think everything's in play for the Chiefs. They're not rebuilding. It's not let's get this guy ready for the future. They know what they've got. It's about winning the Super Bowl. The window's open, and the window does close. Window closed on the Patriots, but it opened back up. Why? Because they have Tom Brady. The window will open back up with the Chiefs when it shuts because of Patrick Mahomes. But the window is still open for this team to win. Andy Reid knows it. This team knows it, and they'll fix it. And if Clyde's not doing a good enough job, he's not going to be carrying the ball. They're going to give him every opportunity. Again, first fumble ever. I, I think Clyde will be fine once they sync up this offensive line with the running game. It's definitely better than 67 yards rushing per game is what they're averaging now. But I do think it can change. But you notice a little bit of intensity. They're a little bit pissed. They got beat. And it's a prideful team. Yes. So they, this is why I cannot wait to see what happens versus the Chargers. If the Chiefs can you know, kind of wash away what's happened the first two weeks and take it out on the Chargers. I, I don't think that they're going to let that sit with them because they typically aren't that kind of team. Like last year uh, when they lost the Raiders, it didn't really affect them very much. They just they won the rest of the games during this during the regular season until they, they got to week 17 and they just played their JV team. <laughs> and, and, and that was it. And their JV team was competitive with the Chargers. So, like, it, it, to me, this is not a team that is – like if if they were young, if they were like the in the situation like the Chargers were in, where the Chargers face some adversity, they lose. You got to question whether or not that that's going to snowball into something bigger. This is a, a Chiefs team that has already proven that that's not something that they generally have an issue with. You know, they had a bad run a couple of years ago and lost four games in a short amount of time in like a, in like a month and a half. Uh, got I mean, gave up a game that should have won in Tennessee got ran over by Derrick Henry. And then after that, they just like, okay, well, that's that's done now. You know, we're going to go out there and win the rest of the games. And that's what they did. And then they went undefeated for, you know, a good portion, you know, like what was it four, four games into, into last year before losing to the Raiders. This is a team that doesn't really let that stuff snowball. So I, I feel like to me, this isn't really something that we should worry about. I, I feel like the Chargers and their fans should be more worried about their team snowballing after coming off a loss, uh, scoring only 17 points on a really bad defense in, in Dallas. So uh, I know, that's not something I, I would be too concerned about. Yeah, they're about. averaging 18 and a half points a game, yeah. second worst red zone scoring team in the NFL. But you look at the Chiefs, they're giving up eight touchdowns in the red zone. The most something I'll have to football. give. It's got to give. It's got to give, as we say. Let's go to the phone lines. And talk to Travis in Blue Springs. What's up, Travis? Bank, what the hell is everyone so worried about? I mean, we got the best head coach in the league, the best quarterback in the league, best tight end in the league, best wide receiver in the league. I, I've been literally getting mad today listening to sports talk. You know, I mean, I don't care about week two. We're going to go, you know, what, 17 and one? Like, come on, man. Well, I mean, it just loss is going to happen. I mean, if you really thought this team was going to be defeated, uh, that's uh, that's no, 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 no. I yeah, I'm not like that. I I know losses are going to happen. When the schedule first come out, you did your uh, schedule show that night. I was listening, and I was like, 
Oh, uh, Baltimore, we too. That might be one of the losses. You know, they got the full crowd back. I'm fine with that. You know, man, but I don't know why everyone's freaking out so much. Okay, Chris Jones, I mean, I he didn't do great, but, I mean, he's never – he hasn't played DN since Mississippi State. So it's He did like, the week before okay. against the best offensive line of football. You know what I'm saying? True. True, but that RPO, like, he has to face, uh, like, something like that in years. You know what I mean? The bottom line is, Travis, I mean, these these, these losses happen and people freak out and they get scared. Oh, my gosh, this guy's falling with the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, it's been two games. Again, some really dope playoff teams from last year. Playoff teams that actually won a game in the playoffs last year in the Ravens and the Browns. That's a hell of a way to start the season. You're playing these games to start off with. And again, the Chiefs are going to get the best out of everybody. They are. When teams play the Chiefs, they kick things up a notch. And the Chiefs have had to fight that off. When you're on top of the mountain, you got everybody throwing stones, man. You got everybody wanting to knock you off. It only makes you better because they're coming out. I mean, one point lost. But people are coming out to get you little things. And you know what? You better hope that the Chiefs make mistakes. You might have a lead on them, but they'll find a way to come back, as they always do. I mean, just think about it. It took Clyde blowing it at the end by fumbling for the Ravens to win. They won. be no party going no, on in Baltimore. No, no idiot getting a tattoo with the score of a meaningless regular season game on his arm. Like that's just how how good this team is. It took a fumble at the end of the game and for an them to lose. By Mahomes and Steve yeah. falling down. You needed two turnovers in the second half and a really awful fumble when they were in field goal range in order for you to beat them. And you still almost beat them. If they would have just stopped them on fourth yeah, down, yeah. If, if you stop them on fourth down, winning a game, they would have gone and won the game any damn ways. That's just how hard it is to be. The Raiders last year needed the Chiefs' defense to melt down in that second half, and the Chiefs still had a chance to come back. They got within one score before losing. That is just how hard it is to beat the Chiefs. We should be proud that teams are, are are feeling so elated and happy to beat the Chiefs by one point on a fluke. That's how it is. Yeah, and the people keep the ball in the best hand your best player. Well, the Ravens did that against the Raiders the, the previous week. Lamar Jackson fumbled the football and they lose the football game. That's what happened. Let's go to Dan and KCK. What's up, Dan? Hi, good evening. I was going to call you Sunday, but I overslept. It's about 1 a.m. You're always welcome, yeah. Dan. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I just always Yeah, it was a, it was a good game. Yeah, uh, the bowling bat thing was in the it was in the end of the first half. It was first and twenty five, and Chiefs let that uh, yeah defense uh, you know uh, go apart. But you know don't get that six pack. Don't get that. That's all a bit of the Raiders Steelers. We think of Raiders Steelers to think about the Macklin reception and everything, uh, and then the Colts and uh, Rams. You know, Colts have been having trouble finishing drives. What do you think about that, Dink? <laughs> uh, the Colts. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I can't wait for hard knocks with the Colts. Carson Wentz hurt both his ankles. I was high on the Colts. I'll admit it. I was high on the Colts because I love that offensive line. Quentin Nelson came back and played. He's been all there all year, but Eric Fisher started last week. I thought, okay, Stan- Braden Smith did not start, so they, they lost him on the offensive line. Again, I think they, they have the most cap money going forward the following season. We'll see what they do. I thought highly of them because they they won with Phillip Rivers who's now coaching for a football in Alabama. And they get the best effort out of Phillip Rivers. Matter of fact, I think they should have beaten the Buffalo Bills last year in the playoffs. They lose by three, but they decided to go for it. Fourth and two at the goal line the first half. 
And then they missed the 33-yard field goal by Ricardo Blankenship. They lost that game. I feel – you watch that playoff game, I was like, man, I think the Colts are the better team. But they got some issues. They got some issues this year. Can they turn things around or not? The NFL, you can turn things around. And I can't wait. All these stats going out if you're 0-2, you don't have a – you have a 60% chance not to make the playoffs, all these things. It doesn't matter with 17 games. 17 games throws all those stats, and it puts them right in the trash. Be careful! Don't 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 fold up your rundown too much. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're, so you're gonna have to uncrumple that during the break. We'll talk, we'll talk, I, yeah, I'll, I'll iron this thing out. <laughs> yeah, you better you better straighten that out. We've we been good at breaks. We still got forty five minutes I just, here. I just ruined all my stuff. Uh, we'll talk to Scott Goldbranson about the Raiders coming up at eight thirty. But coming up next, some stuff from Byron Pringle and Jaron Reed that spoke today that I found very interesting. We'll do that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Bank at Night, Jay Binkley, Chris Sunocero. Coming up at 8.30, we'll check in with the Las Vegas Raiders with Scott Gobranson. We've looked at the entire AFC West. Nasir Adderley is the other uh, safety for the Chargers. Derwin James being the other. Again, Derwin James got a little toe issue. Again, he's often hurt. And he's always got some kind of issue. But he's such always. a stud when he plays, though. Yeah. But he's just unbelievable. Best safety in the game, in my opinion. Can't stay healthy. Him and can't be the well, best obviously I put play. the Honey Badger over him because Honey Badger's best availability is availability, right? Yeah. The best ability available. Yeah. And, and I'll get to him in a second, but Tyron Matthew is an absolute, absolute stud. But Derwin James is a complete stud. But Nasir Adderley is the other safety. And he's been banged up a little bit with the dislocated finger going back uh, to college. But he commented today because he'll be facing Mahomes, the last line of defense, as he calls it, in Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. Here's Charger safety in Sierra Adelaide talking about this weekend's game. Oh, I mean, he's a great quarterback. I mean, everybody knows what he does on a daily basis. I think it's crucial just keeping him in the pocket, um, just making sure we don't have to cover for super long on the back end. Um, but, I mean, we play team football and we, I mean, just focus on our assignments. I think we're going to be just fine. We have Mahomes, you kind of know you're going to end up in a situation, though, where he escapes the pocket and does something crazy down the field. Just as a safety, how do you approach that, knowing that you're eventually going to get in, in one of those situations and, and it could be a play that sort of decides the game? Yeah, I think just being patient, just knowing my role, knowing my assignment, and just making sure I'm taking care of what I got to do instead of, you know what I mean, doing too much or trying to be a hero or anything like that. As long as everyone's focused on their assignment, we should be in good shape. Once they declare, I try to just use my speed to make sure I get them down. Because, I mean, I can't really go for no big hits or nothing like that. I got to have a secure tackle. You're going to have to probably face Travis Kelsey at one point, Tyreek Hill. What makes them such a dangerous duo? Oh, I mean, just their explosiveness, just, I mean, just their experience. I mean, they've they seen a lot of looks. Um, I mean, they're, they're dynamic players. So, I mean, I think just, just focusing on my assignment and just making sure, I mean, trusting my athletic ability and everything like that, I'm, I just want to make sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Not, but you have kind of a you know, full, full view of the defense. And like you mentioned, you probably get the, you know, the tackle in the running game as much. But just seeing what you're seeing out there, what can this defense do to improve that rushing I mean, really, it just just focusing on our assignment because, like, uh, just following that game, I mean, we noticed it really was just about the Chargers. It was things that we've done that created, like, some of the. So it's a seriously somebody that's facing Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Terry Kill. It's the one thing you can't say because it's the team chemistry. And I know last week they did a good job on Terry Kill. Travis Kelsey obviously burned him. They had two priorities on defense, stop 10, stop 87. They even said so. It's how they said it. So if someone else scores, so be it. 
But you can't stop them all. You want to stop Kelsey? All right, Hill's going to eat. You want to try to stop Hill? Well, Kelsey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. He's going to get his or someone else is going to get it. I really thought Clyde was going to be the guy to kind of get his in this game. But someone's going to get it, and you can't coach against the chemistry. As Wink Martindale, the Ravens defensive coordinator, said a couple years ago, he said Patrick will take every game and turn into a backyard football game. You think you have it covered, then he scrambles, and then all bets are off, and they change. It's chemistry these teams are worrying about. And again, despite the Chiefs' mistakes, they're right there. It was a one-point loss. Patrick Mahomes has never lost by more than a touchdown except for the Super Bowl. He's always there. Again, the only team that's going to beat the, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Let's go back to the phone lines, talk to Big T in Shawnee. Big T, had myself some nice OSP last Friday. Heck yeah, man. What'd you have? You know what? I had the fixings. Heck yeah, man. Can't go wrong there. A little veg, a little meat. You got to uh, think. Yeah, I broke away from my cheeseburger pizza for a night, you know? Had to, had, had, to, had to get something different. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, change up flavors every now and then, kind of like our Chiefs. But, yeah, that's why, you know, everybody, we need to calm down. That Baltimore team, they're tough. Cleveland, they're tough. Good defenses. They run the ball. Our defense will short up. We'll get that right. I have faith in the Chiefs and our coaching staff and our D. But, Bink, football is a game of what, what comes around goes around. And what I mean by that, against when against Cleveland, they had us. They made mistakes down the stretch. What happened? We beat them. Well, we go on the road. We play a tough team. They're desperate. They're injured. They're hungry for a win because they got beat by the Raiders in overtime. That was tough on them, but the Raiders got them at home. So our guy, at the very end of the game, 
We didn't make the play. They did. Our guy put it on the, on the ground. And that leads me to this. When they get in them situations like that, I called last week. I talked to the Dirty Werewolf, and I loved how they used the bell dozer. Short yardage, big guy, hold on to the ball. You want to kill the clock? Let's use the bell dozer. Come on now. And I, I hope they'll shore that up. But my point is, Baltimore made the play. They were a desperate team. That's the division of death. I've got news for the rest of the AFC. You still got to go and play those guys. We've already gone around the way. Raiders got one out of the way, but they got it at home. We'll, we'll get them back. Don't panic. And I just pity the Chargers coming into Arrowhead this week because you know what? This is one pissed-off team. They might make one mistake. They're not going to make two in September. Would you anybody bet against that? And as always, let's go Chiefs. Thanks, Big T and Shawnee. Appreciate the call. But, yeah, they're they're upset. They want to wash the slate clean because, you know what, things change in the NFL. Because the week before, everybody's talking about how the Ravens just made so many injuries. They're just down. They're not going to win because they Lamar Jackson fumbled twice, including one that gave the Raiders the win. Then they go and beat the Kansas City Chiefs, and everybody's loving the Baltimore Ravens. You know, because now Big Ben's hurting the division and hurt his pack. And is it, I still think that division's Cleveland's. Uh, this year's going to be an interesting year in the NFL. Hey, teams are going to get better, and when you're the king, everybody's going to shoot for the king. They're going to be coming at you. But you got to close them out, man. you got to close it out. The Chiefs, I will say this, as I said earlier, Last year, most uh, the fourth most penalized team in the NFL, sixth in yardage. They've changed it around, 28th in the NFL and 28th in yardage. They've only had 82 yards in penalties the last two games combined. That's pretty damn good. That is not beating yourself there. The penalty or the turnovers hurt them in this last game. They're still plus two in turnovers, but they came at untimely situations. Again, I don't know. If I had a nickel for every time I saw a team pose, you know, they're getting, you know, they're thinking they're going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs and they end up losing. Yeah. You know, I've, I've seen it so many times. I asked the 49ers. I mean, we've seen this before. And I really thought it was going to happen this week, but it didn't. You know, Cleveland was a nice comeback for the Chiefs. But I, I you know, I was talking to somebody the other day. It, wouldn't it be nice for the Chiefs, like, to let you rest for a while? Because <laughs> they make all those games kind of close, right? Nail biters. I get so many texts. They're going to pull this off. They're going to pull this off. I'm like, yeah, yeah, they're going to pull it off. Why? Because they always do. But wouldn't it be nice to have a nice 34 to 3 smackdown or 34 to 10 smackdown just mixed in once in a while? I mean, they'll get those, but it, like, here's the thing you got to understand. What the Chiefs are doing is kind of defying what the NFL is meant to be. Usually, when you have teams in the NFL, they're losing. Like, you don't see teams. Oh, they want seven point blowouts. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's like you know, if you look at the NFL, teams usually over a stretch that the, the the last four years now, this would be the fourth year, teams don't win as much as the Chiefs do that often. Usually, it's kind of up and down. That's the reason why we talk about all the time, like Super Bowl winners and losers. What do they do the next year? A lot of times the winners will make the playoffs, but they usually don't repeat. The losers don't make the playoffs because it's just so hard to do it because of the parity in the sport of football. It's the reason why we have uh, uh, a worst to first happen all the time in the NFL because you have teams that were really good one year. They, they do really well. They win their division. Then they face a tougher schedule and they lose a lot more games. The Chiefs have never had to worry over the last few years about not being up to the task of playing tougher games. That means that they're going to play a lot of these games closer because they're playing better teams, but they're still winning those games. 
you're not going to you're not going to see all the big blowouts because you're not going to see the Chiefs playing a whole lot of really bad teams all the time. Now, you know, once they start getting into like the NFC East games and they start playing, you know, teams like like the the Giants, you know, and you're facing a team that uh can't consistently score points or Washington that can't consistently score points, that'll be different. But you're facing some of the best teams in your conference and in divisions every single year. They're playing the Packers, who finished with the with the one seed last year in the playoffs. That's a tough game, and you can't expect them to go out there and, and blow out uh, all these teams when they're facing tough opponents every year. You know, it's not like the Broncos who can go get two wins against teams that aren't anywhere near contention. Like that's just kind of the situation that you're in when you're you're the best. The Patriots weren't always blowing out teams all the time too when they were on top either. No, they weren't. And sometimes losses happen. The last Super Bowl championship the Patriots won with Brady, they lost in what, week two or week three by the Lions. I mean, the Lions yeah, hammered yeah. them. Look, look at the Packers. They were beaten. They were destroyed by the Saints. Then they go out and like, like yeah. world beaters. Remember, remember when the Seahawks way. and the Patriots both played in the Super Bowl in the 2014 season? Yeah. The Chiefs beat both of those the teams Chiefs that year. Pasted the Patriots yeah. at home. 2017, when yeah. the when the Patriots and the Eagles faced off in the Super Bowl, Chiefs beat both of those. That's teams the one too. year Andy Reid didn't make the playoffs with the Chiefs, but exactly. they hammered. Yeah, yeah, uh, 2014. Both the Super Bowl yeah, participants but, that season. Coming yeah. up next, we haven't checked in with the Raiders yet. We'll talk to Scott Goldbranson about those Las Vegas Raiders and a hot start next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This is Mitch Holtz's Catch Me Every Friday Morning at 7.30 right here on 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Bank at Night. Jay Bankley, Kristen Ocero, the home of the Kansas City Chiefs. We've gone all around the AFC West. Talk to Andy Lindo about the Broncos. Gilbert Manzano about the Chargers. Now it's time to talk... Las Vegas Raiders with my good friend Scott Goldbrands that covers the Raiders. The mighty 1090 plus 985 in Vegas for the Raiders. Silver and black today as he's uh, silver and black all the time. Scott, good evening. Hey, good evening, Bink. How you doing? Good. You, Follow uh, on Twitter. You hanging in there. You're doing your tour of the AFC West. And, of course, you keep the best for last. And I don't mean the Raiders. I mean me. No, just <laughs> well. You know what? I've always liked you, Scott. You've always been a, a good, uh, a good uh, talk with Raiders and Chiefs. No question about it. We've seen the Raiders be six and four in nineteen, be six and four in twenty twenty. Twenty nineteen, they only won seven games. Then last year, only eight games. Are we going to see this team fall like they did towards the end of last year, or is what we're seeing not well, a mirage in the Vegas desert, but it's real? <laughs> Well, that's the million-dollar question, isn't it, Bink? Because I'll tell you what, the Raiders, like you said, they started last year 2-0. and uh, And what's different about this season, I think, is a couple things. The Raiders, listen, they had a lot of injuries to start this season. Josh Jacobs, he was out last week. He's going to be out again this week against the Dolphins. They have, again, a revolving door on the offensive line, their newly rebuilt offensive line. The old guy, the, the guy that is a leader in the locker room, Richie Incognito, He's not going to play again this week against the Dolphins. They lost their top draft pick, Alex Leatherwood, out of Alabama against the Steelers. He went out, although he practiced today, but he looks pretty good. They lost Denzel Good on the offensive line for the season with a knee injury. So what happens after that? They go on the road to Pittsburgh, and they really dominate the Steelers and win that game. So I think that's one thing. It shows that they have a little more experience. The system, the Gruden system, which takes a few years, I think, for guys to get. They're finally in a nice, comfortable spot. But most of all, Bink, the thing that has really changed for this team 
for the first time in probably six years, the Raiders have a real defense. I'm not talking a top-10 defense necessarily yet, but what they do have is a defense that can rush the passer, that has experience at linebacker, and has experience on the back end. Yeah, and Gus Bradley that comes over there as defensive coordinator was always kind of wondering about it, especially when the Melvin Ingram talk was, where was he going to end up? A little bit surprised he didn't have Vegas, ends up in Pittsburgh, would have liked to have seen him here. But how about Gus Bradley and that turnaround? Because you know the Raiders were looking to stop some of these quarterbacks in this division, like Justin Herbert with L.A. and, of course, Mahomes with the Chiefs. Well, it's, it's sort of like I'm going to equate it to radio, okay? Uh, you've had program directors, I'm sure, in the past that, that weren't that great, right? And you get a new leader in there and everything changes. Uh, and that's for everybody. I don't care what you do. I don't care if you're a plumber, a butcher, a lawyer, whoever. But you get the right guy and the right leader who comes in, uses the talent they have, goes out and gets talent that they need to then fit that system. And, boy, Gus Bradley has made all the difference in the world. Then he went out, and you're right, he got guys. No, he, he went out and got Denzel Perryman, former Charger who played for him. They went out and they got K.J. Wright, who's a top 100 NFL player at linebacker. He used to play for the Seahawks, played for – Bradley up there with the Legion of Doom, they bring him in. Then uh, they go out and they get, uh, they get more guys to fit that system, and it's worked really well. So, so what they have now is a defense that's not overcomplicated because that was what we heard after the season. After they filed, fired Paul Gunther as the defensive coordinator, a lot of those guys said we were thinking too much. Things were too complex. So Gus Bradley comes in. Not, not only has he changed the culture there, but what he's done is he's instituted a system. It's not heavy on blitz. Listen, the Raiders are at the top of the league with quarterback pressures. Max Crosby's having a great start to the season. And they, they have only blitzed two times, two times all year. And they got to Ben Roethlisberger. And not only that, they, com- they contain Lamar Jackson. So that shows you what a difference a defensive coordinator can make who comes in, puts in a system, and then goes out and gets the talent to fit that system. The one thing, though, that they can't do, Scott, they're actually rushed for less yards a game than the Chiefs, and that's tough to do. Yeah. I know I know, Jacob's been banged up. What the hell's going on with Kenyon Drake? Well, that's a great question because uh, my, my partner on the radio, Mo Moten, who's also an, an NFL writer at Bleacher Report, uh, we talked about this last week that they, with Josh Jacobs out, they needed to get the ball to Kenyon Drake because they, they went out and they signed Barber, a guy who got cut from Washington. He was the last cut lost his job to an undrafted uh, rookie free agent. Um, they went out, they got him, and instead of rushing Kenyon Drake last week, uh, they didn't do it. They, they, they rushed Barber more, but what they did do, again, because they were going up against Baltimore and Pittsburgh's defense, both very good defenses against the run. It was going to be hard to run the ball even with Josh Jacobs, okay? What they did is they adapted. They went out, they got the short passing game, and Kenyon Drake was a huge part of that. So if you can't run the ball, can you do a short passing game? Can you throw those bubble screens? Can you get the quick out passes three yards out and, and make up for that loss in the running game? And so far, that's worked. Now, is that going to work against every defense? No, but it's worked thus far. And I think what they're hoping is they can use that um, and, until Josh Jacobs get healthy. If he does, if not, I expect them this week, too, against Miami – who has a good defense, too. I expect them to run Kenyon Drake much more against Miami and against the Chargers in two weeks when they go down for that Monday night in L.A. Now, offensively, Gruden has himself a nice three-headed monster with Waller 
It, it tied in Henry Ruggs. Love Henry Ruggs going back to Alabama and his speed and what he could do. Big game for him against the Steelers. Five for 113 and a touchdown. And if Josh Jacobs comes back and be is the same Josh Jacobs we know, four-headed monster with this offense for the Raiders. They took a hit on the offensive line. You know, Gabe Jackson goes up to Seattle. Rodney Hudson goes to Arizona. Trent Brown traded to the Patriots. But all of a sudden, Colton Miller and some of these other Raiders offensive linemen doing a lot better than what we expected. Yeah, they do. And, you know, you're watching the, the first two weeks. Uh, it's been up and down for them. You know, there's times when they, they have outages. Uh, but what they have done and what, for example, center Andre James, who's a guy they elevated, assigned to an extension, but really unproven, is they have done a great job of protecting their car. Um, their car has gotten hit a couple times. He hurt his ankle in, in his past game, but he practiced today, and they said that even though he's listed as questionable, that he's for Sunday against Miami. What they've done is they protect him. Look, Derek Carr leads the league in passes, 817 yards. He's on the cusp of breaking a couple of NFL records, or I should say being in elite company uh, over the next couple weeks. If he can pass for 383 yards, he'll be one of only four or five players to reach that over their first two games. That includes a Tom Brady. That includes a Kurt Warner and some other guys. So, so I, I think what they've done is they're keeping it together. Tom Cable, the offensive line coach there, uh, has done an amazing job and gotten everything he can out of those guys. They just need to get healthy uh, as they continue because you know, look, the NFL season got longer. It's another game. It's 17 games. So they're going to have to prove it over time. And the last two years, the Raiders, as you mentioned at the beginning, have had that late-season swoon. That's what they have to avoid. So I think Raiders fans are very, very careful to say, okay, we're happy to be 2-0, and but we've been here before. we got to get through the season and keep this intensity, keep this uh, level of play, and then there'll be believers. I've been saying it, the team in the AFC, the NFC, the two teams that needed to make the playoffs this year that didn't make them last year um, to show viability, one was the Raiders in the AFC, and the Cardinals in the NFC. Is it fair to say that about the Raiders, a team that didn't make the playoffs last year that has to make it this year? Absolutely, and it, it's tough because you look at the AFC now. It's early in the season. We have some traditional stalwarts like the Chiefs who, who aren't playing up to you know how everyone expects them to play, but the AFC is going to be tough. And so the Raiders, they need to make the playoffs. This is year four of the rebuild, the return of John Gruden, and they've gotten better by one game the last two years. That ain't going to cut it in the NFL, right? You've got to do it. The money they've spent, they're in Las Vegas now. They have the stadium. The fans are back. The revenue is pouring in. So the expectations are high. But how many games can they win? Is 10 wins going to get you in the playoffs on the AFC side? We'll have to see how it all plays out. But certainly the pressure is on the organization. The pressure is on John Gruden a little bit. He's got a 10-year contract, so he's not too worried. I don't think even if he didn't make the playoffs, that he would be gone, but Mike Mayock, the GM, there's going to be a fall guy if they don't make the playoffs, so it might be him. Whether that's fair or not, we could debate for a long time, but absolutely the expectation from everyone in the organization, the expectation from the fans is that they have to make the playoffs in 2021. Derek Carr's playing out of his mind, and keep in mind there was all that talk in the offseason. You know, could Aaron Rodgers end up in Las, in Las Vegas? I'm sure that uh, Derek Carr wouldn't take in some of that information you know that well, but Gruden supposedly you know friends with Derek Carr. They live they live near each other. They're friends, but this Derek Carr that we're seeing right now is playing unbelievable. Leads the NFL in passing yards and really 
uh, been a great leader for the Raiders. Look at this division with Dave. Derek Carr could continue playing like this. Bridgewater's playing out of his mind in Denver. Herbert and Mahomes, of course, make up a great quarterback conference as they're playing right now. Is there full belief in Derek Carr being the guy long-term for the Raiders, or is this just a Band-Aid at this point? Or does, is this a prove-it year for Derek Carr? Oh, I think it's a prove-it year for him. Uh, I've always said Derek Carr is a very good quarterback. You give him the tools he needs, you surround him with the team that he needs, and he can win in Las Vegas, and that's what he's doing thus far. But more than that, two things to consider. One is it's a big contract year for Derek Carr because after this year the Raiders have to make a choice. Are they going to pay him $45 million a year? Is he that kind of quarterback? Is he the guy that they want to commit to the rest of his career? Or um, do they have to go a different direction? Do they want to go a different direction? The narrative that John Gruden was never happy with uh, Derek Carr is just not proven out to be true because they've continued to keep him they could have they could have got rid of him after last year. He played well last year, uh, but there's definitely a different side and a different Derek Carr that we're seeing this this year. And I think there's two reasons for that. Number one is he's been in that system now for four seasons. John Gruden's system, as you know, is not the easiest to adapt to, but he's done that. He got better last year. This year, in his first two games, I see a different player. I see a guy who's so confident in the pocket his pocket presence, his ability to step up and not get nervous. He had, like, happy feet is what people would always criticize Derek Carr for, um, and he wasn't able to read through his progressions and really attack down the field. You saw the 61-yard pass to Henry Ruggs last, last week. He was under pressure. He stepped up, he kept his cool, and he went downfield and found Ruggs for the touchdown. So I think Derek Carr is now supremely confident. He's got that swagger. He's also spreading the ball around. Darren Waller was barely a factor against Pittsburgh, but he found Ruggs. He found Hunter Renfro, who's a really underrated slot receiver. He also has Brian Edwards, who's a second-year player, as a third-round pick out of South Carolina. Love that guy. To exert himself. Yeah, he's, a, he's at the X position, and he's a big kid, and he has done really well, come up with huge, huge plays against Pittsburgh and against Baltimore. So he, Derek Carr now has the confidence in his supporting cast, and I think that's making all the difference in the world. Final thing for you, Scott. We're talking to Scott Branson, covers the Raiders, and even has a show in Mighty 1090 in San Diego as well, covering the Raiders in Vegas. Where do they finish in the AFC West right now? If you were to say, where do they finish in the AFC West? You can say any, any position you want. You know, I mean, it, it's so early, but I, I look, I still think, and Raider Nation who's listening would hate to hear me say this, but I still think the Chiefs are the class of the division. I'm not saying that because I'm on a Kansas City station. I really believe that. Now, they have some things to work out, too, as you know. But I still think it's the Chiefs to be. Well, they are the Vegas favorites, Scott. I mean, speaking of Vegas, you know. Yes. (laughs) But I do think think the Broncos are playing well, but the Broncos have feasted against a really bad schedule. They do that again this week against the the Jets. So, So I look at the Chargers and the Raiders as competing for that number two spot. It could go either way. They play each other in two weeks. I think we'll have a better idea of where those two teams are at when it comes to who's going to finish second, or if the Chiefs somehow don't get it together like we expect them to, uh, to compete for the, the, the top of the division. I think it's the Chargers, the Raiders, and, of course, the Chiefs. Scott Gobransom, give him a follow on Twitter, at LVGully, G-U-L-L-Y, covering the Raiders inside and out with great information. Scott, you know, we'll talk again several Absolutely. times. Absolutely, and, and, and you'll be making your appearance here 
in another week on our shows out in Vegas and Southern California. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anytime. Thanks a ton, Scott. Thank you, my man. Take care of yourself now. There you go. Scott Gobranson right there. We'll take a time out. React a little bit. Are we buying the Raiders or not? I know they got off to a hot start. Are we buying it or not? Again, they beat the Chiefs last year, and they played them extremely close. We'll talk about that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, today's opponents on Man versus Train. At the crossing, we have Rick, a 175-pound frustrated man who's running late for work. And on the tracks, we have Bull, a million-pound freight train that takes a mile to stop. Let's see who comes out on top. You can't beat a train, so don't try. Stop. Trains can't. Paid for by NHTSA. The original Peloton bike offers more motivation. Great job, team! 70% of members say they work out more now with Peloton than before. Get game-changing cardio at a new game-changing price. The original Peloton bike, now $400 less. Learn more at OnePeloton.com. Hey, it's Travis Kelsey, and you're listening to the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Big and I, Jay Binkley, Chris and O'Sara. All right, Chris. We've done our tour of the AFC West. Of course, everybody's kind of high on their team. I thought A.D. Lindholm of Denver was extremely fair. Like, he wasn't buying the hype, so to speak, and he's being realistic about it. Although Gilbert was, too. Again, these guys cover the team. They're not cheerleaders. Scott's probably more of a Raiders fan than the rest of the broadcasters with being with their teams. But... You know, I agree with them what I said. You know, hey, the Raiders the most pressure team that didn't make the playoffs last year to make it this year. What they're doing is surprising. They can't run the ball. That's been a problem. They're going to have to do that. And then you say the same thing about the Chiefs. Although the Chiefs are actually ahead of the Raiders as far as rushing yards per game. Think about how bad the Chiefs running game has been. That's been the Raiders. They needed to rely on Derek Carr. You know, we've seen that before too. But for the Raiders, I think it's the battle between who's going to finish second place in this division. You know, I'm not sold on the 100% on the Chargers yet. I think their defense can be great. Love Justin Herbert going forward as quarterback. I think they have a real good quarterback at this point. He's not Mahomes, not, not even in the same category as that. I thought going in the season he was going to be better than Derek Carr and what Teddy Bridgewater's shown, but it's been just the opposite through, again, take with a grain of salt, two weeks. Yeah, and I think there's some question marks about the the coaching and the play calling there in, in, in Los Angeles. So I, I think that it might lead to some regression there for the, the Chargers offense. And, uh, and I certainly don't have a problem with that as a Chiefs fan. Uh, I will say this, though. If the, if the Raiders want to be able to consistently beat the Chiefs, they're going to need Derek Carr to step his game up, and he's going to have to play an elite level. It's the only way they're going to stand a chance. And they have confidence against the Chiefs. They want it again. Yeah. They played, they've lost eight of the last ten. 2014, by the way, the Chiefs were 7-3. and three. They were 0-10. They beat the Chiefs on Thursday night. And they were all the Chiefs the one year they didn't make the playoffs. They beat the Chiefs in Kansas City, and it was a Mahomes touchdown with 28 seconds left. In Vegas to beat them. That's how close that game was in Las Vegas. Yeah, and they, like they could play the Chiefs close. They're a good matchup for the Chiefs, but it's just like, you know, you look at other games that they play in and, and they didn't show up all the time. You know, that's the reason why they missed the playoffs because they're not a consistent team. Six and four the last two years, and everybody's talking playoffs. Yeah, they? exactly. As soon as they get a winning record, all oh, playoffs, they're going to be a threat. And then, you know, we see that team, and all of a sudden, you know, something happens. They have one loss. 
and it kind of derails them and it snowballs. After they lost to the Chiefs last year in Vegas, their whole season spiraled. And I know people like to see competitive division, but be honest, if you're a Chiefs fan, you hope the Raiders continue I, to yeah, suck. Yeah, I don't want, I don't want any teams to, to suck. I don't want any continue. teams to win, though. Exactly. That's how you look at things. You start looking at the big picture. Because that's how we've done the last couple of years. All right, who else is out there? Okay, it was the Patriots for a while. Got to knock off the Bills now, right? Got to knock off the Ravens. Didn't do it. Got to knock off the Browns. The competitors for the Chiefs don't reside in this division. They might beat them from time to time, but can't consider anybody a real threat in this division. Thanks to Chris and Osiro producing the operation. Royals will play Monday. It was rained out in Cleveland tonight. Hopefully, Sal Perez passes for Hazler. Thanks for listening tonight. See you guys tomorrow. Good night. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 